Y'all know what day it is. Fan Fiction Friday coming right up here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, December 2nd, 2022. This is Tidane Gonzalez and Colby Patnode for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. It is Fan Fiction Friday, folks. Once again, for the third week in a row, we're doing Fan Fiction Friday. We're going to be reading and grading some of your trades that you proposed on Twitter. For those of you that are new to Fan Fiction Friday, Colby, let those folks know what Fan Fiction Friday is. Yeah, so basically, uh, we turn the tables on you guys and get to call you idiots for, you know, a one show a week. Um, but yeah, it's pretty basic, right? You guys, uh, send us your trade ideas. Uh, Ty and I usually take eight or nine. Um, we got a lot this week, so there's no way we could get to all of them. Dude, we uh, had we, 54 we, replies on Twitter, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. we took eight or nine. I mean, maybe we could take a few more next week or something. I don't know, but we got a lot of them. Um, and essentially, uh, Ty and I will just kind of discuss the merits of the trade uh, what works about it, what doesn't work about it, and then we'll each give it a grade on the 2080 80, uh, scouting scale, 80 being like Hall of Fame and 20 being just like the dumbest thing we've ever heard. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't think we've given out a 20. I, we've given out some 25s. but yeah, uh, no, I don't no think one's gotten had, a 20 yet. No one's hit rock bottom I don't bottom think anybody's gotten an 80. So, uh, no. Yeah, most, no one's gotten most a 70. Trades, I don't even know if we've yeah. given out a 60 yet. Since we rebooted this, know, this most uh, of the trades fall somewhere in between 40 and 50, which mm-hmm. is like okay, like they're good starting points typically. If they fall mm-hmm. between 40 and 50, there's just some things that need to be tweaked. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's a way for you guys to interact with the show. Um, and for all these ideas to come from you guys it means you can't criticize us for anything. So, nice try. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so get what it, you it, want, do you? It, it, <laughs> This is just a very chill show, you know, we're, we're just kicking back, looking at some trades, talking trades with you guys, hammering all that stuff out. It's going to be a fun time. So let's get right into it. First trade comes from Logan, but it's actually not a trade created by Logan. He rather wanted to get our thoughts on this trade proposed by the score.com. It's a three way deal between the Yankees, Mariners and Marlins. The big prize in the steal, of course, is Pablo Lopez going to the Yankees. Uh, along with Jesse Winker, the Mariners w- would receive Glaber Torres and Frankie Montes, who they had interest in before they ended up trading for Luis Castillo. And then the Marlins would receive a haul uh, consisting of Oswaldo Cabrera, uh, Luis Gill, Jared Kelnick, Taylor Trammell, and Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. So this is a very complicated deal here to kick things off, but what do you think about what the score proposed here for the Mariners, Marlins, and Yankees, Colby? Uh, the Mariners aren't giving up enough to get the two guys that they get. Um, Winker, Kelnick, Trammell. I mean, let's just be honest about that. That's that. It's more or less trash. 
in in trade conversation right now. The Winker's making nine million dollars, coming off of a terrible year, can't play left field. Um, you know, he's only in, and if he doesn't hit like he has in the past, he's a bad DH. So uh, that's an issue. Kalnick hasn't hit at the big league level with any regularity whatsoever. Same goes for Trammell. Both are interesting. Um, and both are center fielders, which is going to be, or can play center field, I should say, which is going to be interesting to the Marlins. But if you're the Marlins, you can do better, uh, for Pablo Lopez. You can get like, why not? If you, if you're the Marlins, why not go shop Pablo Lopez for Brian Reynolds straight up? You know, it's, uh, I think if the Padres are going to, or if the, sorry, the Marlins are going to trade Pablo Lopez, it's probably going to be for a established major leaguer, uh, center fielder, um, I just don't see this happening at all. Uh, Gill and Cabrera are nice ads for the Marlins as well. Uh, but it also feels like quite a bit for the Yankees to give up, to get mm-hmm. Pablo Lopez. So I just don't think this trade really works. Um, it's interesting. It's it's definitely creative. Uh, I just don't think the pieces line up the way that they would have to uh, for this trade to uh, come to fruition. Also, if I'm not mistaken, isn't part of the reason that they want to get rid of Glaber because of Oswaldo Cabrera. Yeah. Like, don't they want to get him more playing time in the infield? Plus, they just signed Kiner Falefa uh, and also Kiner Falefa's in the steal. Like, they're taking away three middle infield pieces. Mm-hmm. You know, and also Cabrera can play some corner outfield, which he did in the playoffs. Like, I just, I don't, I don't see how this makes sense for the Yankees from a just a roster construction build. And like you said, I just, I think the Mariners are not giving, uh, giving up enough. And also, I don't really want any part of Frankie Montes right now with that shoulder and how he looked to to, to end the season. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of no's here for me. I'm going to give this one. I mean, I guess we're still grading it just in the spirit of the show, even though that it's not coming from a listener. I'd give this deal like a 25 to a 30, honestly. I think this is bad. Uh, I'd give it a 35, I think. Yeah. All right, moving on. From KP, we've got Mariners trading Harry Ford, Zach Deloach, Jonathan Classe, and Taylor Dollar to the Twins for Jorge Polanco and Griffin Jacks. Colby, what do you think? Uh, not enough for for Jorge Polanco. Uh, I, I the the value of a middle infielder who can hit is is tough to quantify. Um especially one who's still in his prime and still is under club control for uh, a very reasonable price. So um, Harry Ford is nice. Uh, Zach Deloach is, he's nothing in trade talks, guys. He's a fringe fourth outfielder, maybe a major leaguer. He's already 24, 25 years old. He's just a dude. Like he is Jake Shiner, you know, like that's his role in a trade. Um, Classe and Dollar are nice. Um, you know, but the twins haven't really given us any indication that they're selling, they're rebuilding, or any of that stuff. So, uh, Class A, who's three years away, and Ford, who's three years away, really aren't going to do a ton uh, for for the twins. Uh, if the twins had already gone out and, and traded Kepler and Buxton and and uh, Maeda, and like you know, if they had already gone out and traded some vets, and it was clear that they were kind of rebuilding. I think Polanco is is a good target, and I think he would uh, be available. I just have a hard time imagining that you're going to get Jorge Polanco, and the best player you give up is is Harry Ford, who's three plus years away from the big leagues. I just don't see it. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, 
It's just until we get that indication from the Twins, and even then, I don't know if this is enough to get Jorge Polanco. He's really good. Like, the, mm-hmm. the numbers are not amazing, right? Like, he's not an MVP candidate, but he's pretty good. He's pretty dang good, and he's under club <laughs> control still uh, for a few more years, I believe. He's under, let me confirm that real quick. Let me go on fan graphs here <laughs> and look that up. Uh, and also, you know, Jax isn't nothing either. Griffin Jax has been fairly valuable yep. out of the bullpen as well. Yeah, Polanco's 29 years old, and he's got uh, club options in both 2024 and 2025. So you have him under club control for three more years, and that's all pretty affordable. This is a guy that hit for a 119 WRC plus this past season, and in 2021, in 152 games, he was worth 4.2 F4 with a 124 WRC plus, which is a career high for him uh, in a full season's uh, worth of play. So, yeah, I, you know, this is also a guy that, that could, you know, make sense for the Twins in the future whenever they, you know, ramp this thing back up, if that's now or if that's a year or two down the road. So I think you're going to need to give them more. And I think that the Twins are not really going to be a team that just full on rebuilds. Like they're going to try and do what the Mariners did at the end of the 2010s and just kind of soft reboot, you know, make it more of a three-year rebuild rather than a six, seven, eight-year rebuild. So I'll still give this like, I'll still give this a 40 because I think it's it's fairly close and there's something to work with here. I think it just needs to be built upon a bit more. How that works, I don't really know because like, again, the Twins, it's just, it's hard to know what the Twins want right now and what they want to do. I think you need to include a major league piece here, though. Yeah, it's just it's just going to cost more. It's just going to cost more than that. Period. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, you didn't give a grade, by the way. I don't think. Uh, thirty-five. All right. So we got more trades coming up. But first, a reminder, this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. And you're listening to the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen on Fan Fiction Friday. Let's get back into these trades with something new that we're doing. A trade battle. That's right. We're going to have two trades square off with one another because Adam here and this other account called the Justice Sheffield Burner have both targeted Alex Verdugo with their submissions. So... I'm going to ask you, Colby, which one of these you prefer. So Adam's trade is Alex Verdugo, Red Sox outfielder, to the Mariners for Matt Brash, Jared Kelnick, and Diego Castillo. And then Justice Sheffield's burner <laughs> has Alex Verdugo to the Mariners for Emerson Hancock, Isaiah Campbell, Jesse Winker, and Taylor Dollard. So which one of these do you prefer? What grades are you giving them? To be honest, they're both pretty bad. Um it here's here's the thing right real fast it just needs to be thrown out there alex verdugo is not a clubhouse fit uh based on everything i've heard he is considered a a real jerk to be nice about it he's not really well liked in that red sox clubhouse does that feel like a guy who's going to come in and, and fit well with the mariners probably not and i mean the mariners do take those things into account 
but, you know, we just look at the trades here. So Alex Verdugo is a pretty good player, not a great player. Um, you want to give up Hancock, who's your second best pitching prospect. Uh, Isaiah Campbell, who's major league ready. He's going to pitch in the big leagues this year. Uh, Jesse Winker, who's a just a better hitter than Verdugo. Uh, less defense, certainly. And Taylor Dollard, who's you know some pretty important uh, rotation depth right now and is also major league ready. You're talking about giving away essentially three and a half major league ready guys for two years of Alex Verdugo, who's coming off of a pretty bad year. Can't really play center field. He's a corner guy. Yeah, Verdugo is like basically Jesse Winker. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I mean, a, lot, a little bit a better of, defense. Yeah, but a, yeah. In more ways than one, he's very much Jesse Winker again. Um, right, and then Adams, you know, trade. Matt Brash is more important to you than yeah. I wouldn't do Brash for Verdugo straight up. Same. Verdugo's just not that good. And then you throw on Jared Kelnick, who's probably even despite his struggles, probably a better player in the long term than than Verdugo. Certainly more upside. Like a better I still think bet, Kel- maybe. I still think Kelnick's floor is probably Alex Verdugo in terms of like value. It's it's really not. I mean, like for Kelnick is twenty three years old. Yeah. Like, let's calm down there. And then Diego Castillo, like, whatever. I don't care about that part, but still a bullpen arm you have to replace. I don't think either of these trades are are realistic or that good. And I don't think Verdugo's a very good trade target, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, I just you know, I know what Verdugo could be, but I hear about how teammates feel about him. And then I look at, you know, these two offers. They both feel like pretty massive overpays for a guy who, you know, just go sign Will Myers. It's the same thing. All right. Someone has to win, though. Who are you giving it to? <laughs> I refuse to answer. Um, <laughs> I guess Sheffield or James right. Pierce. 39 yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. just because I'm not giving up Matt Brash I guess but I, I think these are both like 30 gray trades at best I'm calling Justice Sheffield James Pierce from now on um, <laughs> whenever I see him on the field now hey, he won't be in the organization that long uh, anyway, that's true. So. Uh, like he'll, he'll probably make some spot start you know just random spot start in the middle of August or something like that I'll be like hey it's James Pierce uh, so Verdugo for Hancock Campbell Winker and Dollard uh, that's the lesser of two evils here for me uh, so I'm going to go with Justice Sheffield's burner here as well uh, but like you said both of these just giving up way too much from the Mariners side for a guy that is coming off of a 103 WRC plus year not a very good defender I'm good I'll pass so I'll go he's 35 for Justice Sheffield burners uh one and 30 for Adams sorry guys <laughs> yeah yeah he's you know who Verdugo really is honestly mm. he's left field Adam Frazier mm. Mm. like fine mm. but yeah. would you trade those for Adam Frazier oh really those packages for Adam Frazier. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So our next trade comes from Randy. Randy has the Mariners getting outfielder outfielder Lane Thomas and right-handed reliever Hunter Harvey, who I like quite a bit, uh, from the Nationals for Gene Munoz, Zach Deloach, and Stephen Kolek. So a couple of uh, prospect arms and Deloach, who we've talked about a little bit already. What do you think about this deal? it's also bad. No, 
<laughs> Sorry. Uh, no. I, I, no. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, Hunter Harvey. We're going to uh, go Harvey from 44 is, or 54 replies on Twitter to like two with the way that you're acting today. <laughs> good. Good. We stockpiled This was your idea. This was your idea. Yeah. You wanted fan fiction Friday um, at the end of this. So you yeah. get what you asked for. Yeah, to torture you. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, Hunter Harvey's a pretty interesting arm. Uh, I think he's a good fit here in the Mariners bullpen. Lane Thomas is interesting. He's a dude who crushes left-handed pitching. Um, doesn't really hit right-handed pitching like at all. So it's a platoon outfielder, but a pretty good one. He's a good athlete, runs well. Um, it's interesting. I, I would assume the idea behind Lane, Lane Thomas is that he platoons with Kelnick or, or Winker in left field. So it's not a bad idea. Um, I think the cost here is a little low. Deloach and Kolick are, are nothing to me. They're to me, they're, they're org depth. Um, the fringe top 30 guys. Um, Munoz is an interesting arm. He's a long ways away, but you know, if, if you're the nationals, that doesn't really matter to you. You're not going to compete anytime soon. So, uh, I think this trade is, is uh, pretty interesting. It's two names we haven't really talked about. I think the cost is, is a tad low. Um, just because Kolek is like 27, Deloach is 25. Neither is really all that close to the majors. It, mm. it, it doesn't seem like those are pieces that the nationals would be interested in. Uh, so I think you need a bigger headliner here, but overall, I think, I think the, uh, the idea behind the, the trade is it's pretty sound. So I, I would give this one like a 42 and a half, 45, somewhere in that range. Yeah, I would uh, fall there as well because I agree with you that this is creative. This is interesting. And remember, folks, we do give points for creativity and for bringing up names that we don't typically talk about on here. So for that, you get a thumbs up. Uh, but I do agree with Colby as well in that there needs to be a bigger headliner here because Harvey is 27 years old, is coming off of a really, really nice year, uh, almost 40 innings pitched, was averaging well over a strikeout per nine innings. And he's got multiple years of control. Plus, Lane Thompson, uh, Thomas is, uh, you know, he's a solid platoon bat who's still got multiple years of control as well and can play a pretty decent outfield. I just, I don't think that you're giving up enough here. I like Munoz. I think that's an interesting piece here. But like Colby said, Deloach isn't much right now. And neither is Kolak because you're talking about a 27-year-old right-handed prospect yeah. who's never pitched in the big leagues whereas here's hunter harvey who's also 27 years old and is already in the big leagues and is already finding high-end success he honestly might be their best major leaguer right now <laughs> on that nationals which says more about the nationals roster than yeah. anything but like <laughs> you know but like he's he's pretty valuable to him that's just to, to say yeah. that so i i just i don't think I, that you're going to be able to get him and thomas on top of yeah. that for I, this package i think a headliner of like a, a young pitcher who's a few years away makes a lot of sense i just think for those who you're probably looking at somebody like juan pinto as kind of the headliner um but uh you know we'll like it's it's, it's pretty good mm. yeah all right so next trade comes from alex ledbetter alex wants to know if the mariners can get max kepler from the twins for diego castillo and alberto rodriguez This one's not the one, Alex. This isn't the the deal uh, that you want. Um, it's, yeah. Um, so Ty and I, big Kepler fans. Alex, you know that. Uh, and yeah. I think pretty much everybody listening at this point does. Here's the deal. Um, Diego Castillo, not worth much. 
he was not good at the end of the year. The slider really flattened out. He's not worth a ton uh, in trade talks. And Alberto Nicole Rodriguez. The Dominican big boss. The memes. Yeah, yes. The memes. The memes, the memes have to yes. have value, right? Sure. And Alberto Rodriguez is a guy who's taking up a 40-man spot who is nowhere near the major leagues. So uh, he's actually probably bringing your trade down a little bit right now. Uh, I think Castillo might be of interest uh, to to the Twins in this type of deal. But you need a, a much better piece than Alberto Rodriguez, I think, uh, even for a guy like Kepler. Uh, Rodriguez being on the 40-man just kind of destroys his value. Uh, the Mariners honestly shouldn't have him on the 40 man. They should probably think about DFA and him. They don't need to yet, but if they get in that spot, he's on the top of the list. So um, good job on Kepler. I do think Castillo is a guy who could go back to Minnesota. That makes a lot of sense. Not heads up. That's not going to happen. So you need a better secondary piece or really a, a lead piece. And Diego Castillo is a secondary piece. But uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, again, Kepler, the idea of Kepler makes a lot of sense. Uh, cast, sending a major leaguer to the Twins who uh, you know are trying to compete this year to some degree also makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It's just the Alberto Rodriguez part. It's just it it's might be actually hurting your offer more than helping it. I do kind of wonder if Marco Gonzalez makes some sense for the twins. Yeah. And plus that would help balance the money out going both ways uh, a little bit. Obviously Marco is carrying more money over the course of three years, whereas Kepler only has two. Um, but he's got I mean, two for 18 and a half. Uh, Matt Boyd is making ten million dollars this year. That's true. That's true. So, and, and Marco's only making six and a half, I think, this year, and then twelve yeah. next year, and then he has a club option. So, uh, and then uh, Kepler has a club option next year for ten million dollars. He's making eight point five, I think, this year. Um, but yeah, so I think like if this deal was more so Marco Gonzalez and I don't know, name me a prospect, like. Some someone better than Alberto Rodriguez. Travis Coon. Eh, better than that, I would think. Uh okay. Um maybe Milcar Perez. Maybe someone he's like coming that. off a bad year, but yeah, someone in True. that range like True, that. True, but someone that's interesting, someone that's still young, someone that's just basically a ball of clay and has some upside. Someone like that, right? So maybe not necessarily Milcar Perez, but someone that fits in that mold. Uh and is not taking up a forty man spot. So yeah, I would I would say Sanchez. Mm, that's a that's a little that's a little expensive for my taste. I'm I, I really like Axel Sanchez, but uh, you know, but also you're not doing it right if you're trading guys who Classe. You know, it doesn't it doesn't hurt to trade, right? Like it, it it has to hurt at least a little bit whenever you're making yeah. these trades. Michael Morales, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I think maybe uh, you know, Marco and then like a young arm. Uh, could make yeah. some sense. Maybe Perlanda Barella, uh, even though he is <laughs> I, on the 40-man. I really think the Mariners are planning on on Barella pitching for them uh, yeah. out of the bullpen in 2023. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Uh, mm-hmm. I would give this one a 40 um, just because, again, the Alberto Rodriguez piece is, is bad. Yeah, 40 for me as well. Yeah, it just hurts too much. Next trade comes from Tommy who wants to know if the Mariners can land Jeff McNeil, who's been a long target of theirs, uh, for Chris Flexen, Jesse Winker, and Emerson Hancock. Colby. No. Just because you say you want it a certain way, I want it that way, you don't get it that way. Chris Flexen is not that valuable. Mm-hmm. He's not. And I know we talked about, well, you know, Matt Boyd got $10 million, so Flexen's a steal. Yeah, compared to Matt Boyd. But we're talking about the Mets here, right? Do the Mets need Chris Flexen? Like the Mets need a starting pitcher. Okay, let's let's agree on that. 
do you really think the Mets are going to settle for Chris Flexen? And furthermore, do you think the Mets are going to trade away their all-star second baseman for Chris Flexen? Not going to happen, folks. It's not going to happen. I like Jeff McNeil a lot, too. I really yeah. do. God, he's really good. He is, and he's a great but fit that's for Seattle. <laughs> but if the Mets trade him, they have to go replace him. Whereas what they could do now is they could keep Jeff McNeil and just go give you know Taiwan Walker $14 million a year and just bring him back. Problem solved. And you, now you don't have to go find a second baseman. The Mariners know how hard it is to find a second baseman. We do, right? Mm. You guys keep complaining about Colton Wong for crying out loud, like he's not a good player. So why would the Mets want to jump into that? Now, maybe mm. if the Mets go and they trade or they sign Trey Turner or something crazy like that, maybe. But as Yeah, but even right then, you're still, you're still not going to get Jeff McNeil for this. No, no. and by the way, Jeff, Jeff McNeil, McNeil is coming off of a six-win season. He was a yeah, six-win player this past season. 326, 382, 454 with a 143 WRC+. Plus. Aside from a down year in 2021, his WRC pluses have been 136, 144, 131, 143. Like he's a really good player. Look, Hancock is a nice prospect. I'm a little bit higher still on him than Colby is, but nevertheless, because that's really who the headliner is here. It's not Chris Foxen and it's not Jesse Winker. That's the Hancock's not carrying the steel. Hancock's not carrying the steel enough for the Mets to be willing to spend nine million because they're up against the 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 tax threshold. They are not going to be willing to take on $9 million of Jesse Winker. They're not going to be willing to take on $8 million of Chris Flexen when they can just go out and get better and manage their money that way, right? Like, there's no need for them to trade a six-win for this. Yeah. So, Back in yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, ev- so everybody who sent us these Jeff McNeil trades, and there were a lot of them. <laughs> I think there were there a were lot. There were a lot. There were Jeff a lot. McNeil trades. I get it. I want Jeff McNeil, too. That would be an amazing acquisition. There's no fit between Seattle and and uh, the Mets. There really isn't. Um, mm. So we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, there's always a three team deal, and every do- every move made by either side is a domino that could you know topple the other end. But I don't see any way that the Mets trade McNeil uh, this offseason. Certainly not to the Mariners. They just don't have that kind of top end pitching uh, that the uh, the Mets are looking for and. They're not the Mets aren't dumping salary. Like, let's mm-hmm. be clear about that. That's not happening. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think if you even want to get in the discussion, I mean, you're talking like if you're the Mets, why wouldn't you ask for Logan Gilbert? The Mariners would say no, but like, why wouldn't you ask? Mm-hmm. And by the way, again, even if they sign a shortstop, McNeil's pretty good out in left field. And hey, they don't have Brandon Nimmo anymore. So, there you yeah. go. I think if you're trying to trade for Jeff McNeil, at least like you have to think about harry ford you have to think about i think it's major league pieces i think it's like ford brash and and hancock yeah so that's what i was saying is like you got to think about major league pieces like brash like even george kirby or logan gilbert like that's how good jeff mcneil is plus he's cheap he's just now hitting arbitration and he's not a free agent until 2025 i think so you're you're well within your right to ask for logan gilbert or andres munoz or matt brash without it being ridiculous yeah. I mean, that Jeff McNeil's just that good. So yeah. All right. So we got two more. Both of them coming from Daisy and the Dingo. Uh, and this first one that we're going to put up here on the screen, you asked me personally to include here. So got a good feeling about this one. Maybe we'll see. Emerson Hancock for Orioles infield prospect Connor Norby. So why did you want to include this one in the show, Coley? 
Let's start. Uh, let's start with the the grade here. Sixty five. Sixty five grade trade for Woo. Daisy and the Dingo. This is creative. It's smart, and it's something I think actually could happen. Uh, now, what? So, what, what's the creativity here? Let's talk about Connor Norby, right? Mm-hmm. Norby is an older-ish player, still relatively young, but he is a second base only, maybe left field. Does not have a good arm. He's not a shortstop, uh, but he, you know, probably about an average second baseman at best. Twenty-two years old. Uh, he he started last. This is the funny part. He started last year in high A ball, right? He hit two thirty-four twenty-five. 99 BRC plus in high A ball. The the Orioles to go, ah, you know what? We'll we'll promote him anyways, right? I mean, like, let's just see what happens. They promote him to double A. In double A, he raises his walk percentage by three points. He lowers his strikeout rate by four. He hits 298, 389, 571 with a 157 WRC plus. 17 homers and 10 steals and 296 plate appearances. He gets better between high A and double A. And then the Orioles go, oh, you know what? Let's just give him a cup of coffee at triple A. Let's see what happens. So he goes to triple A. He has nine games, but he gets 42 plate appearances. His strikeout rate drops another 8% in that time. He hits 359, 405, 718. Good for a 190 WRC plus. Basically, for the last two months of, of baseball, or three months really, Connor Norby was the best hitter on the planet in professional baseball. It's insane. Um, so Norby's a second baseman. The Orioles have a lot of a lot of infield uh, talent coming up through their system right now. Norby, again, he the power is is a concern. There's there's not a ton of it uh, in game power. Now again, he did crush, uh, you know, twenty nine home runs this year, but most mm-hmm. people don't think that's beatable at the big league level. Uh, he's not a burner. He's a good base runner. He can steal some bases, um, and he's, you know, slightly above average speed. But he, he, it's not like he's, you know, D Gordon out there. Defensively, he's fringe average at second base. There, there's really not a lot of people who who think that he's going to be a, a great defensive second baseman. So you're really buying the bat here on Norby. But the Mariners need a second baseman, not only for this year, for the next three or four years. There's nobody in the system that is ready to take that mantle at second base. The Mariners have pitching depth. They have, you know, high end arms that they're, they're, they're building this little stockade pile of, um, and they're really good at creating these arms, right? It's what they're good at. They, they develop these arms very well. What's the one area the Mariners haven't proven that they can develop yet? Kind of middle infield, right? Mm. Now, Noel Marte was on the right step and Edwin Arroyo was on the right step, but they're so young. We don't know. And there's also, nobody no, in the Marte is not a middle infield guy. Right, so. he's third baseman. So um, there's just no, nothing there, right, for the next few years. We're talking about, like, who's the best second base prospect in the Mariners system right now? It might be Harry Ford, who's a catcher. Like, mm. there's nothing there. So the Mariners have pitching. They need middle infield. The Orioles have middle infield. They need pitching. Yeah, They need young pitching. So I think the swap of these two guys actually makes a lot of sense. It's creative. It's it's a solution to a problem that we haven't heard before. Uh, this is everything Fan Fiction Friday should be about. So, uh, yeah, I'm giving Daisy a 65. I really Shoot. like this. I think it's fun. I think it's creative. Um, and I think if the Mariners and, and Orioles made this trade, we could create a lot of content off of this. So that's the big reason right there. Um, so, yeah, I, I, think it's, I think it's a really, really cool and fun idea. 
Shoot, I'm I'm not gonna argue with that. All right, uh, you sold me, so I'll go I'll go 65 right with you there. Um, that's a really nice, uh, really cool idea there, uh, Daisy. Quit playing uh, games with us, Daisy. You've been holding out on us. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was awesome. Well, let, let's see if Daisy comes back down to earth here a little bit though with this three-team deal because you know Colby, three-team deals are very complicated. So I I don't have as high of hopes for this one, but let's see. Sean Murphy to the Rays. We know that Sean Murphy is out there. He's most likely going to get traded within the next few weeks, if I had to guess, considering how much we're starting to hear about him. Uh, Brandon Lau to the Mariners. Then the A's get a haul of Carson Williams, Josh Lowe, Bryce Miller, Axel Sanchez, and Brian Wu. So let's start with what the Mariners are giving up here. Bryce Miller, Axel Sanchez, and Brian Wu. How do you think that lines up for a return for Brandon Lau, who we've talked about quite a bit this past week? One of the best second basemen in all of baseball when he's healthy, but hasn't been healthy. He's only played over 100 games once in his career, but he was also a five-win player when he did play 100-plus games. So it's kind of hard to value evaluate him, but how do you feel about Sanchez, Wu, and Miller going to the A's on this deal? So... uh that would be two top 10 Mariner prospects and two of their, I would say, five best arms right now in the system. Sure, yeah. Um, in addition to Axel Sanchez, who, like Ty said, I really like. Um, he's gonna, I think he's going to stay up the middle. I think he can hit a little bit. Um, so he's, he's going to be a fast-rising guy in, in prospect ranks. Uh, that's still a little bit more of a bulk deal for the Rays, but one of the beauties of this trade um, at least from a race perspective, is is that none of those guys need to be on the forty man uh, anytime soon. So you're not. Well, gonna they're not going to the race. They're going to Oakland. Oh, I'm sorry, game. sorry, sorry. Yes. Um. So yeah, but I I think you know if I'm the A's right and I'm giving up just Sean Murphy, and I'm getting those three guys, I'm interested in talking about it. But in addition, I'm also getting Carson Williams and Josh Lowe. I think that's pretty interesting if i'm if i'm that's a lot that's kind of a bulk deal but oakland likes bulk deals sometimes and it's not like that's devoid of talent there's a lot of talent in that in that package i think the hold up here is probably uh the rays um because the rays to get to get sean murphy they have to give up brandon lau carson williams and josh Lowe. bingo that's a lot yeah. that's a lot um Maybe they think Murphy's worth. I mean, Murphy's a really good player, and you get him for four years. So I'm not saying that they wouldn't say yes to that. But I think honestly, you might have better luck if one of these players the Mariners are sending goes to the Rays instead uh, to kind of help offset that. So maybe it's you know Axel Sanchez goes to the Rays or something like that. Um, but yeah, the Rays to give up you know two major league pieces and a pretty good prospect for Sean Murphy seems like a lot yeah uh i agree uh i i think the hang up here is is definitely tampa it's just it's a it's a lot to give up for murphy but i think they would do it and it might end. be worth it yeah it might be i worth think they, it, i think they would do it in the end because of the middle infield depth that they have and yep. the desperate need for catching and they're so mm-hmm. big on on having those you know premium players in, in premium positions so um you know, on the cheap too, right? Because Murphy's not making any money, right? You're paying for what four years of Sean Murphy, I think. 
Like that's going to cost a yep. lot, and he's one of the very few catchers that are available on the market. I think this ends up what uh, you know being what it takes to to get him something that's comparable to this return. Yep. I like the steal. I think this is really good. As far as three team deals go, they're really, really, really complicated and incredibly hard to put together. But I think at the end of the day, when you really when you start to talk yourself through it, it makes a lot of sense for all the teams involved. I'm giving this one a 60 as well. Daisy, Daisy came through. <laughs> Daisy came through. Um, we got something pop up. Wait, on, what? We got something pop up on Twitter. Dude, Jeff Passer reported 13 minutes ago. The Mariners are and Brewers are finalizing a trade that will send outfielder Jesse Winker and Abraham Toro to the Brewers for Colton Wong. Okay. It's at the finish line. So I guess we got to. All right. So goodbye, guys. No, well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're pod. grading that trade. It's Fan Fiction Friday. 60, 50, 50. So wait. It was 50, J- no, 55. Jesse 55. Winker and who again? Uh, Toro. Oh, wow. Wow. For one year of Colton Wong. How did I miss that? All right. Mm. Well, guys, uh, you better believe we're going to have an emergency pod coming for you right after this. So all right. thank you for Fan Fiction Friday. But. <laughs> we wow. Got a deal to okay. Talk about. All right. Cool. All right. So yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do it for us. I my grade on the trade, I guess initially now. like like fifty five. I guess sure. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about it more on the on the emergency show. Head on over there after you're done watching this or whatever. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.